You're listening to Nerds on Film with Brian Moriarty, David McGuire, and Sarah Ashley. Welcome to Nerds on Film. I am Brian Moriarty. I am David McGuire. And I'm Sarah Ashley. So, Sarah, you were saying at the end of the last episode something that really kind of struck me, and it was that... Uh, Which, was way, it the part about the 3D porn? Yes, that's exactly what we were going to talk about. We were going to devote an entire episode to porn in 3D. No, I actually was thinking about... Um, <laughs> Why was there so much emphasis on the D? <laughs> <laughs> Because dimension needs its weight to it, David. That's why. Everyone just looks at the three, but they never look at the D. Okay, Dave? (laughs) The D is lonely. We are getting off to a great start here, gentlemen. (laughs) Our regular guest, Robert, couldn't be here tonight, so we are going with just the trio. And let's go back to what we were saying. You were talking about... Star Wars and talking about how Star Wars was being released in 3D. And then ah, yes, yes. That yes. guy is thinking about, as well as this is the first episode that we actually are voting based on, uh, off of our user base on Facebook. Thank you so much for your votes. We do appreciate it. We Absolutely. Love you. for you. We love thank you. Fans. Thank you. Thank you, our, our loyal listeners. All, all five of them. Nine of you. <laughs> yes, all, we, we have 109 people liking us on Even Facebook. Even though right now. probably only like five people voted for this. That's okay. And probably only three people and the, listen. And then they may or not have been, may or not have been us <laughs> voting as, as them. I do know one that voted, probably. His name is Michael Davis. Oh, Michael, Michael Davis. Davis. Mike, we, Shout we, out to Michael Davis. We went to his high school with Mike Davis. Yes, we did. We did. So, Mike, if you're listening, uh, you probably just dropped whatever you were holding in your hand. Just you now. guys put me in this? Or just rear-ended somebody on the freeway, one of the two. <laughs> Apologies. Um, but um, we were, the big episode was Star Wars 7, 8, and 9. That was what we voted for. So yeah. um, Now you guys are getting it. We're talking about it. We're talking about it. And what better way to talk about it? Because we've already talked about unnecessary sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like our, our entire podcast has like a through arc, like a regular TV show. We planned it that way. Totally planned it. So, yeah. so seven, eight, nine, seven, eight, nine. So, well, well, let's let's give the audience some background first because I think not everybody knows that Star Wars was originally intended to be a nine to twelve part series, and we think nine to twelve. David's just thinking, "Wow, another three? Jesus so Christ! Don't give many me wrong. Like I like." I, 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 I probably feel like I'm on the same level as everybody else. And there are others who supersede us with their with their fandom of Lucas and the trilogy. And there was an entire movie that was devoted to it, Fanboys. I'm going to pimp it out because it's a great movie. You should check it out. Movie. It's a great movie. It movie. was a great movie. And it was such a great way of ending it, too. Like, what, what if the movie sucks? Right. <laughs> exactly. And it's yeah. a great it, – it's a really fun – it really plays into that whole Star Trek versus Star Wars, uh, you know, thing between the nerds. And so it's a fun right. movie. That being said, I enjoyed the movies. I thought 4, 5, and 6 were great. The original trilogy, I thought it was um, well done when it was in its original form. Then in 97, you know, he, he, he re-released it with new things added, which were if you think about it, like the 97 release was not that much was added to it. There were a few really scenes wasn't, here yeah. and there. Um, more computer graphics of the, and I say like he like stated the art, but it was like stated the art as of like 1997 of the late 90s because now if you look at it like he did three movies that were entirely green screen. Um, and well, I find myself episodes two and three were, were and three was the most right. It was used. like they got to work in a studio in front of a green screen all day. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, like I enjoy. 
the first three. I thought they were really entertaining. It's a great saga. It's a space odyssey. You get to see all these really cool kind of characters and you get to see like awesome sword fights, etc. And I feel like that's where it should have ended. I remember when they started saying like, oh, the prequels are going to come out and everyone got really excited because everyone's like, ah, you get to see Anakin's turn, you know, into the dark side. And if you really think about it, and maybe this is just my own opinion and someone can tell me to, you know, piss off, but those three movies could have been just one film. It would, but then it wouldn't have the or same symmetry. It wouldn't have the same symmetry, though. Well, yeah. yeah. For me, I really don't. I feel like I could have lived without knowing Anakin's rise from, you know, from childhood into Darth Vader because I feel like that story wasn't necessarily needing to be told. He becomes Darth Vader. It's like you know what his destiny is. So when you watch the first one and he's pod racing or. You know, he's doing something of like little kid, little little Jake Lloyd. You're looking at it going like, well, eventually you're going to grow up and you're going to become Darth Vader. Like we already know what your destiny is. Yeah. We've already seen the end of your life. Yeah. Whereas, so all these three movies are building up all these tension. And granted, it, it was really an excuse for him to like expand the universe. There were other planets he went to and there was the Clone Wars. Right. And so – and it really helped develop his world. Right. But like – as a story, which was originally what it was about, because I mean, don't you remember the, the like the one of the like first posters that they came out with was young Jake Lloyd is like walking and, and it's the, a the shadow, shadow it's a shadow, shadow of Vader. Vader exactly, and so it's like that's what the whole trilogy was supposed to be about. It was supposed to be Anakin's rise to to right. become and it was more or less to fill in the blanks of what you maybe was people had spe- second yeah. guesses about. <clears throat> and I really feel like it just it really it, there wasn't enough weight for me to be like to look beyond the fact that we already know the ending. So, so uh, yes, sir. Okay, so real quick then, and I, I kind of want to do, I, I want to get your take on this, and then Brian, I want to get your take on this, and I'm going to ask you guys the same question here at the end of, of okay. both Hang your on. I'm just going to, I'm going to have to bane this for a second. Okay. I'm going to ask you your questions about how you feel <laughs> on this, and then I'm going to say my piece, and then I'm going to move forward. <laughs> <laughs> so, put the, all six movies in order from favorite to least favorite. Yeah, oh. that just happened, bitches. Yeah, that's hard. Um, You're gonna have to you should think, have given us some prep time. Think for ahead. Them. Think ahead. No, I can okay. do it on the spot. I'm gonna have to say my number one favorite is probably Empire, because I think Empire really gave, was the first one to actually give you that kind of like dark tone, mm-hmm. where it had that very ominous ending, where there wasn't a whole lot of resolution. It was clearly a bridge movie, mm-hmm. but it never felt like a bridge movie until the very, very end, when it was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. He gets a new hand and that's it. Like, what the? Han's gone. Like, there's like disorder in the world. So that's It was the second act. Yeah. The second act of fantastic. We talked about that in an earlier episode. So I would go go Empire. I'm going to get so much shit for this. I would probably, and I'm going based off a story, go Revenge of the Sith, and here's why. Because I liked the dark tone that that took. I liked how. Of all the tri- of the prequels, Revenge of the Sith was, I feel, the darkest. And to watch him finally become Vader was entertaining. And as Robert has said on, on, on another podcast, the actual battle between him and Obi-Wan actually had weight to it. You were the right. chosen And we all one. saw it coming. But yeah, it and then it, it kind of lost me when, when you have Vader scream no and everything shakes around no. him. But um, that being said, uh, <laughs> so it would be Empire, it would go Sith... Um, I would go New Hope because it was the first. It was really good. It introduced Luke, it introduced Leia, which I think really works because it comes right after the Sith. 
And then I'm going to have to go Jedi because I think Jedi was a nice wrap up to his like original trilogy. And then the last two, I'm going to have to go Clones, Phantom Menace. Because I feel like Clones had more weight as far as story. And then Phantom Menace was like really stretching to be like, all right, just just get to this first one. I guarantee you there's two more. Just we, we have to lay this yeah. foundation now for you to be able to accept what's going to happen next. Uh, I'm, I'm just with the weird one. I never particularly cared for Empire. I know I knew it was a get out. A necessary. It's my house. <laughs> get out. <laughs> um, I I knew that We're it totally was. We're totally recording this at Brain Moriarty's house. <laughs> it is one, two, three Main Street. His mom supplied us with Mountain Dew. And plenty of egg rolls and pizza rolls. And Cheetos. 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 Yes. Yes. This is taking a bad turn. Uh, so I would put probably Jedi as my favorite because it had it had the epic duel at the end of it. Yeah. It had the, the pivotal moment where Vader turns good and mm. evil is defeated and it's the final crux of Luke's arc. He, is, he fully becomes a Jedi at that point. Followed closely by by Empire and then by uh, Star Wars Four. Oh. Basically, to be really honest, you're gonna go and just, my, my gonna actually go goes in backwards in sequential order. That's exactly mine too. In, in but goes, you want six is my favorite because I love Ewoks. Like, I'm yeah. just gonna say it. I love Ewoks. I think you're the only one. I may be the like, only one, but I love like, Ewoks. But I think she's the only one that's actually come out yeah. and like publicly said that she's love Ewoks. I have an Ewok keychain. Everyone probably like stifles it. They're like. And what about those Ewoks? And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. what about those Ewoks? But, That's horrible. And inside they they're saved. like, I love them. But you make they a really good point, everybody. though, because you were talking about how with the prequels, there was nothing left to mystery because you knew that at the end of that trilogy, the Jedi were going to be dead and that Vader was going to be in power. And Obi-Wan, you know, helped, you know. And that Luke and Leia, Luke yeah. And, Leia and, and somehow and the mother we never knew about until this movie is probably not going to be there. You know, lots of other things that. If I just spoiled episode three, you know what? Fuck you. You should have watched the movie at this point already. They played on, they played on G4 like every other weekend. So mm-hmm. I think it's fine. <laughs> exactly. But with 789, it is technically to a film audience totally unexplored territory. For the for the hardcore Star Wars fans, they say nay nay because there is this wealth of expanded universe novels that they've oh, done yeah. since then for the past 30 years. But there's also, I think that's a wealth of knowledge they could pull from. I wouldn't say I'm an expert on the expanded universe, but I'm pretty familiar with it. And there's some great insight that we and can talk about. And I think this about. is a good time to mention that if you are listening and you find yourself to be a uh, aficionado of the expanded universe, please write us and tell us what we're missing. Because I would probably take a poll in this room right now, and we probably know about as much as the general public if not, maybe a little bit more because we did Wikipedia before. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah, feel, yeah, please feel free actually to email us. Yeah. And if anyone's out there who's looking to research this topic, actually Lucas himself, StarWars.com is a tremendous resource for knowledge on characters and plot lines and so on and so forth. So I'm probably the most read then of the people at this table because I knew we were into the expanded universe at one point. I played, and that sounds so egotistical when I say it that way, you know Let's just cut I that back. No, 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 no. I was actually just going to go for a joke and just be like, so what you're saying is you have more time on your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, like, seriously cut that last part. <laughs> it's like, no, no, it's, keep it. <laughs> no, 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 keep it. Please, for love of God, keep it. He's like, you know, like David and Sarah, when you guys, hey, if you guys look at the StarWars.com thing, I mean, it's fantastic. There's a wealth of knowledge. We're just like at work, like, mm-hmm, yeah. 
Gotta go. <laughs> um, so in the times that you have like dabbled on StarWars.com, like, do they touch on like the life after Jedi, or is it just like, yeah. here's all these different characters and worlds and aliens and life forms, etc. It, it's all the above. So here are the main points that would, that if they were to make these movies, would pretty much, it would it would really piss off a lot of fans if these elements were not in there. So first of all, um, the Republic was reestablished and then ended in favor of a galactic alliance, which was basically... Peace throughout the universe. Well, the galaxy didn't have a a centralized government, per se, as this is they were... At least it wasn't as controlled as the Republic was. Like the European Union? Kind of, yeah. Think of it like that. Um, Each planet was sovereign. Uh, It was kind of a, a, to go political a second, a federalized galaxy now each each planet had their own governments but they weren't didn't they have like a federation in the beginning like one two and three though there was the trade federation yeah but that was just it was literally just trade companies that's all it was there was no they didn't have any planets they owned so there there would be that element luke finished his training became a master jedi um and in fact basically rivals yoda as far as greatness what yeah like he is like he is considered the grand master of the jedi order at one point of it, and he he establishes it almost to as high of a number as that had right before the Jedi purge took place when Vader killed. That'd be pretty rad to see. Yeah, so there's that. Um, Question. Yeah. Does he speak in broken English? <laughs> no, he does not speak in broken English. Is <laughs> all of a sudden does Luke just kind of go yeah. like, "Love Ilea"? Yeah. And there's a there's a um, <laughs> so well there's also um. Continue. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, I, I totally lost my train of thought. Sorry, sorry. That's okay. You were talking about so. He, so Luke is now like the grandmaster at one point, right? Luke he's, is the grandmaster. He's comparable to, to Yoda. Yeah, to Yoda and to like Obi Wan, like all the really right. great, really powerful Jedi. Um, and he's mostly considered oh, kind of a wise man at one point. He kind of sits back and doesn't really do much. Not to be mixed with the wise guy. Right? Yeah, but he's still got Super just, just whiny yeah, Luke. He, but he's got just a little bit of his cockiness. Just a little okay, bit. Okay, all right. Just a little bit. But okay. most of it is has been cockiness? tempered. I'm being serious. Like, I never really saw the cockiness. In episode four, yeah, he had the whole Swamp Rats line he was talking mm. about. And but he kind of loses it as he becomes... He's like, I got one! No, no, the whole line, great kid, don't get cocky. You know, that whole moment. What's the line is don't get penisy. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Star Balls. Not Star Wars. So, uh, there's that. Leia became a Jedi. She trained. She she finished. That well, would be nice. So here's the cool thing. She became a Jedi. She doesn't really. She isn't really an active Jedi in duty, but she did finish her training. And she also, at one point, when there was the Republic, she was the Chancellor of the Republic. So she was running the whole show at one point. Oh. Yeah. So it gets more interesting. She married Han. They of have. Course. They had three children. There was Jason and Jaina Solo, who were twins. Um, and then there was the third child, Anakin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Jason and what? Jason and Jaina. Yes. I, I, hold on. Can we, can we, can we just kind of go off on that just real quick? Of all the names, like, it, like, granted, Luke is probably the more, like, you know, um, normal, normal name. Han. They're Leia. spelled differently, though. They're not. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, the name, J- it's like, all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, you got Chewbacca, you got Han, you got Boba Fett, and you got Jason. And Bob. <laughs> and Bob, right? It's just, it's almost like Bob Christ. It's just sort of like, <laughs> right? It's like, uh, there's Jesus, there's Judas, and there's Bob. <laughs> One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> um, there's also their third child named Anakin. After okay. so there's Anakin Solo, um, and it 
Um, that just sounds weird. Yeah. That does sound weird. Yeah. And so then, she becomes Leia Organa Solo. She keeps the original last name and hyphen. Mm-hmm. She was she was the you just trailblazer. She was had, she was the hyphen. <laughs> I had no idea that she had a last name. Oh, she didn't know that her last name was Organa. No. No. Well, yeah. So Bail Organa. Who is in? Did they um, mention that at all in the first movie? Yeah, Bail Organa, who is the senator that Jimmy Smith's played, he adopts Leia in the end of episode three. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, stop listening at the end of. I'm sorry, yeah. Jimmy Smith. I think he's good in certain things. Yeah, the prequels. There was a lot of good people there in that movie. That I was just like, yeah. oh, I know what's happening. Well, what you I don't, don't yeah, well, in, and it wasn't them. It was yeah. not them. No, yeah, no. I think. It was it, not it, them. And, and, and no disrespect to Mr. Lucas, but I mean, it was just the script. No, itself, much disrespect to Mr. Lucas. Let's just say it. <laughs> Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor, I love you both, and I I'm completely just saying, like, forgive you for those movies. I just, I just said that to make David fault. look uncomfortable. I just, I just, I just want to say that, like, it, it's just, it's, un, it's just for me, it's like, I mean, no, just the script itself, like, did not lend to anybody's talents or strengths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, Lucas is known as saying he doesn't like working with actors. In fact, he hires dialogue coaches for all three of those movies. He didn't direct any of them. He just was more work focused on the visual aspect of it he didn't do any acting direction oh, that would well, be, was that it would... Har- harrison ford was a carpenter right well though that was i'm talking about the prequels oh the prequels, prequels yeah he didn't he didn't they just they just winged it on the yeah. on the uh the original they're like yeah, yeah but to be fair it. to be fair lucas didn't direct empire or jedi mm. uh irvin Kirshner did episode five and um richard marquand uh, directed return of the jedi you are a wealth of knowledge of this whole you didn't have to look that up if someone asked me to be like, hang on a second, Jedi, hang would... on a second, hang on a second. I'm a nerd. It's, it's this not like is we... an episode, this is a podcast called Nerds on Film. What the fuck were you expecting? No, 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 no. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no like, we're, we're impressed. There's very, cooling, kid. <laughs> <laughs> and and ob- it's, it's very clear that this discussion has been had before, like by you and somebody I, I, else, I just, please. Like, I'm a nerd on certain things about film and certain things about like pop culture and sci-fi movies, etc., I would not have been able to tell you. I probably would have guessed Kushner as being the director for for Empire, for Return of the Jedi. I could not tell you who even directed that movie. Yeah, I don't know what he's done before. I only know about Kushner because he died a couple years, a couple yeah, months ago. Yeah, that, that, that's only why yeah. the reason why the name resides. Yeah. Well, interesting little side note too. Actually, Lucas's first choice yeah. for Jedi was Steven Spielberg to direct, but he couldn't do Ooh. it because he was doing Jaws. Ooh, I no, heard because something of really the, cool about no, that. No, because of conflict with the GGA. So he chose the he chose. Irvin Kirshner's DP to direct Jedi, which was Marquand. So I heard something really interesting mm-hmm. um, that apparently, um, and I, I'm going to give a shout out um, to crack.com for sharing this little gem with me. Um, I'm sure some of you guys out there have probably read this article, but um, it was an article on like stupid bets that changed the world. And when Spielberg and Lucas were filming Close Encounters, Spielberg was filming Close Encounters, and Lucas was filming um, A New Hope, and it wasn't turning out the way Lucas was. He, he just wasn't like the. He didn't like the way it was shaping out. It wasn't. Turn, he was just not satisfied with the visuals, et cetera, et cetera. So he made a bet with his buddy Steven Spielberg. If my movie, if if Star Wars does better than your movie, I will give you two point five percent of the profits. So. He has been Shut getting, up. Steven Spielberg has been getting a check for years for 2.5% of the profits and of Star Wars. And that's why still able to use film. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Lucas, uh, you've, um, yeah. you've, uh, you, you financed my entire so, film career. You know, I don't, I'm not sure how yeah. true that is, but it, I, I'm citing crack.com on yeah. that one. If anybody wants to disprove it. Totally. Wow. Thank you for 
pimping us out to another no. website. Hopefully oh, they'll reciprocate. Yeah. That's my gem. Um, my guess is no. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so the Solo people had, the Solo family has kids who all end up becoming Jedi because, because of their mother. They're obviously very strong in the Force. Um, like, pretty much there's this whole new generation of Jedi that are just, like, kick ass. Like, so basically the Jedi are rebuilding. Rebuilding. And, like, everybody who you know of in the original cast of Star Wars has someone who ends up becoming a Jedi. A relative, basically. Like, Chewbacca's nephew. I was just about to say. Yes. Please tell me Chewie becomes Yes, a- there is a... No, Chewbacca does not become... There is a Wookiee Jedi. And it is... Wookiee Jedi! I would watch it just... How a Wookiee with a lightsaber. Because I don't know about you. If I see a Wookiee with a lightsaber, I'm running away. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want know. that. With a crossbow, I could probably... Take <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> You guys are missing the uh, the very entertaining visual of Brian <laughs> flailing his arms about. No, he was fla- but he was flailing his arms about like it was a double blade. Like, like it was a double <laughs> lightsaber, not the single one, the double one above his head, like a fucking helicopter making a Wookiee noise. Classic. I think, <laughs> I think for me, what would make me want to go see seven, eight, nine, and the fact that he said there's twelve. I mean, I think at this point, at this nine stage be- in the game. Yeah. Yeah, you're talking about another six movies. So you have six movies to kind of like and he's kind of he because of where they're at right now. I mean like right now they yeah. currently have uh the Clone Wars cartoon on uh, adults uh, on Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network, yeah. Um which apparently is brilliant. Like people are giving that one so much accolade because it's actually really really good. Like story pretty cool. Yeah, but it's also cool because you're seeing it from a microscopic point of view instead of the the more macro view, which is what we got in the second. Film. Right. Yeah, you're seeing little, quick little stories that are smaller characters that are dealing with this bigger arc. I'm sorry, I think that's interesting. Yeah. No, that's really interesting. I, I okay, I haven't seen any of that, but so that's kind of like my actually my my argument for why I didn't like the prequels. Oh, because okay. um, they were so. It was such a grand scale. It was because it was too uh, much about the politics, which the the political backdrop to me in the original trilogy was more of. Um, it was it was a backdrop. I, I just said it. Um, it was a backdrop. Um, to, was it a backdrop? It was a backdrop <laughs> to the characters, and you cared more about the characters in this little ragtag <clears throat> group of rebels, right? Um, they were just kind of all thrown together. So that and that's what made that movie so interesting and so dynamic. And then this one was all politics, characters and in the, the background, and and exactly, exactly. And yeah. um, to pull off another thing that I read on crack.com because that's been way too much time reading that. But like months and months and months ago, I read an article um, that somebody actually said that would have made the the prequels better in his opinion. And I completely agree. He said that if it was like done like a buddy cop movie with Anakin and Obi-Wan, like just going throughout the universe and like kind of just, you know, kicking ass, taking names and then having that betrayal as a buddy cop setup. So like the whole thing where like he episode two is like, I promise Qui-Gon I train you, but I don't like you, you know, and then the, by the end of the trilogy, like they, they like you would have to then, make Yoda like, this, like, this, like hard ass <laughs> like cop and be like, you know, you have to be like, you're a loose cannon, but damn it, you're a good Jedi. Loose, loose cannon you are. <laughs> but damn it. Good Jedi you are. <laughs> I mean, like, that's what... That's what and you're Turn like, in your lightsaber. No, no, no. no. What would be, would be like... It would be like Yoda would have to, like, whisper something, and Mace Windu would probably come out with those words. He'd be like, man! <laughs> and it would just be him screaming, and then Samuel Jackson would just be screaming the entire movie. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. But, I mean, and but that... The idea of it, not exactly, obviously, setting up exactly like a buddy cop, but the idea of it being on a smaller... One was a little kid. <laughs> One was a Jedi in training. <laughs> now they're partners. <laughs> <laughs> but I 
But I mean, but having Obi Wan, but having it be character based, that that's that's the appeal, which is unlike so many other sci fi movies. I'm sorry, I just got this image of like there's a skyscraper in Curzon, and all of a sudden a speeder just goes over it, like it's a hill. <laughs> Man, I'm a one, you crazy. Chris Tucker is Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> Can you just imagine, like, if they were doing that, like, they're outside, like, the door, and they have, like, their lightsabers at hand, and they're like, okay, we're going to go on three. Wait, like, one, two, three, and then go, or one, two, three, go? One, two, three, then go. All right? I mean, like, they would, like, I mean, that would, like, completely reformat the entire, like, and then, like, when they got to the betrayal part, where all of a sudden, where all of a sudden it's just, like, Obi-Wan and Anakin and they're right there with the senator and they're both like yeah we got this and then like all of a sudden the lightsaber turns over to like Obi-Wan's head and he turns around and he goes like I thought we were partners and he's like yeah well now I'm the loose cannon or something stupid and then he like has this epic battle and then he becomes you know Lord Vader but um, still would have been better than what we got I I would have to disagree I mean don't get me wrong I'm not saying obviously I'm saying like that kind of fundamental structure just what you see when you say fundamental structure, I just think lethal weapon. I know, I know. <laughs> that's all I feel in my head. And then episodes can, because episode two would have like lethal lightsaber. Can you imagine like during like uh, after he like kills Anakin, he's like holding both lightsabers and he's just like, I'm just too old for this shit. And he walks off the screen. Yeah, I'm too old for this. <laughs> I knew I should not have used the phrase buddy cop. Movie. It's, no, I, get, it's, I get what you're saying. And I feel like I, I do agree. I feel like the politics. But you know what? It was such a delicious tangent to, to go was. on. It was. That was pretty great. delightful. So it's fine. Um, I do. I do agree. I do think yeah. that um, if they had put the politics, if they just pumped the brakes a yeah. little mm-hmm. bit on it, because like even the scrolling bits, like if you remember, like the, in like four, five, and six, the scrolling bits were like just minor setups, right? Yeah. They were like, hey, this is what's going on right before the scenes. So you get a little bit of backdrop, so you're in. When they did like episodes one and two, especially two and three, it was like fucking reading like, you know, Tale of Two Cities, man. It was like, just kept scrolling and you're just like, is it ever going to end? <laughs> what is going on? I'm sick of reading. Well, no, it's not the reading. It's just sort of like, and then, and then Emperor Galakabatu came to the planet and it's just like, I don't even, and like, then you, you know, never mentioned that guy. The, the funny thing is that every <laughs> single episode has the same length. Of musical time allotted to it for all the opening pieces, it just felt longer. It's probably what it, I know. And then at the courts, well, because the Galactic the, Empire voted to make sure that this bill could pass, and it's just like I don't then, care. And then Senator Alan Amadala said, "How are you?" <laughs> and the senator he said, "I am Kashyyyk, fine. Said, How are you?" <laughs> and it was good. <laughs> <laughs> So I think this is a great segue to say that I hope that if they do do seven, eight, nine, that they don't focus on politics. I would much rather see what you just described. I would love to see Luke's rise to power. There is so much, and I haven't even like scratched the surface yet. So who's the villain? So okay, so here's the cool thing. There have been numerous. So the Sith wasn't really just. It wasn't those three. It wasn't just. No it way. wasn't just Vader and Palpatine. First of all, you found out that Palpatine, because of the whole cloning thing you saw on Camino. He had clones of himself. Wait, was, wait, 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 what cloning stuff and what now? Camino, there was the plant where they had the clones in episode two. Oh, okay, okay. sure, yeah. Okay. Dude, okay, I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry. I, so I guess, I guess I'm the one who was just coming out of the closet as far as being like a super, super nerd on Star Wars. It's okay. Apparently. But for people like me, you have like, there was somebody I talked to the other day that was like, yeah, don't you remember that one scene in Empire where like the, the laser, the plasma cannon fired off twice 
dude, you lost me at like, remember this one time? Like, just, <laughs> okay. So for you, <laughs> yeah, you okay. Just, just I say, gotcha. Planet clones. Okay. Okay. So the clone planet. Gotcha. So you basically, you find out. I'm there. This is kind of an implication that they never actually said it word for word, but the implication was that Palpatine was exploring cloning as an, as an alternative. So when he was emperor, he made like up to seven clones of himself that were just kind of hibernating. So when he dies and like the empire is, you know, completely crushed and there's basically what ends up happening is all the, the admirals who were in the Imperial Navy become warlords. So like, Part of the whole post saga is them just killing all the warlords and trying to reestablish order. Then there's once there's order, then you find out Palpatine comes back as a full on Sith Lord. He turns Luke dark for a little while. Luke comes back to the light. There's elements. Who helps him bring back? Is it like? Well, he had already already trained a couple Jedi at this point, so other people Uh, were able to. Yeah, yeah. How old is he in this? In this. Scenario. This is this is going from literally immediately after Jedi all the way oh, up okay. to present. So the cloning that he had experienced, that the Emperor had like kind of dabbled with, yeah, had that happened between three and four, essentially, yes, or three. I guess it would be like three and yeah. six. It right? would be between, like, between three and yeah. It just happened okay. in the background. You didn't. Oh, so he, so he was all scarred and fucked up. Right? Yeah. The funny thing is because of his like his sinister nature and being that in touch with the dark side of the Force, when he when his consciousness assumes the husk of those clones. It immediately starts deteriorating back to what you what he looked like in at the end of. of oh, why don't you just like a sketch? Sarah's just like she's eating strawberries right now and she's just like hanging on. Like, it just sounds on. like I want to watch this movie. Well, yeah. I, I want to like I almost want to see a sketch where he gets out and he's like, "Finally, I look great." Now I'm able to get a woman. And then he looks in the mirror, he's like, "Oh damn it!" <laughs> um, <laughs> but there's also like. Luke, you've also found out that there was a, an assassin called the Emperor's Hand who was trained by Palpatine, who was basically trained in the Jedi arts, but not a full Jedi, who Luke turns and marries. Her name's Mara Jade, and they have a son, Ben, named after Obi-Wan, Ben Skywalker. Okay, that, that, that one I'll take. Okay. Yeah, all right. So there's like, there's Ben's so... Ben's ta- Jason is not. Yeah, so like I'm saying, <laughs> there is a rich they would well, need more than plot. six movies to do this. You couldn't. So that, that's the biggest challenge: is how do you funnel down like this? And there's also stuff where like Jason becomes dark and then ends up dying. Anakin Solo dies. Um, like shit gets just so fucked up in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> so okay, all right. So here, okay. So this is this is then all the the possibilities and and premises and whatnot. But will it ever get made? Probably not. Right? I mean, like think about that. As it is, like, Lucas is getting fed up with... Lucas is retiring at this yeah, point. He's, yeah, he's well, retiring. He's retiring from directing. He's been retiring from directing technically I, I since have a feeling Star Wars. That, yeah, he's kind of like... I have a feeling yeah. that if the three of us, like, sat down and said, okay, we have a great idea for a trilogy that could probably span the length of six movies, and we were to write a pilot, or, or we were to write, you know, some treatment for the entire thing, and I'm sure if it was good enough and someone passed it off to Lucas and said, what do you think? Would you endorse this? As being something that you would produce, I have a feeling somebody would do that. Would he do it himself? I would probably say more so on the writing rather than the actual directing. And you know, the, and the writing, I'm putting a lot. I'm, there's like a lot of what ifs. I think he should. You know, he should outline the story. Have somebody else write the dialogue. <laughs> let's to be. Let's be really, really fair here. Lucas only co-wrote. Empire and Jedi. It well, was his idea. The entire prequels. But well, he he had a little bit of help too. But like it's, I think the point so I'm who? getting. At, um, you'll have to look it up. But I know he didn't. He wasn't the sole writing credit on episodes uh, two and three. Correct me if I'm wrong, please. 
not an expert. Did Bob Christ help him? <laughs> but, yes. Bob Christ. Jesus' his second cousin. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> you got Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, and Bob Christ again. <laughs> one of these things. He's got to up it up. One of these things is definitely not like the other. <laughs> um, That's two. But yeah. <laughs> so. I, I think you're hitting on a really important part, though, is that Lucas is, is no, he's almost 70 years old at this point. Right, yeah. Now, he's made, he's had his life, he's a gazillionaire. He even said in an interview once that he had a choice he made in, in the late 90s, which was either he can go back to the art films he was making, like Free Height and like THX and the earlier, American Graffiti, the earlier p- films. But if he did that, he feel like he would never be able to finish Star Wars. So he went back to do the prequels. So here's what I'm thinking. He should retire. And in fact, he already has. I don't know if you read this. About a month ago, he yeah, turned yeah. over Lucasfilm to Kathleen Kennedy, who is a big film producer who's worked with, with Spielberg on most of his movies. She's wow. now in charge of running Lucasfilm. Lucas is still CEO, but he's not, he's he's not, not, in, the he's not in the day-to-day business anymore. So he's just going to go like and, sitting in an office, just kind of like drooling, and she just kind of was like, what do you think about this script? <laughs> <laughs> she goes, that Sign. was a yes. <laughs> um, so my theory is, like you said, Either not just someone submitting it, someone just saying, hey, look, here's my pitch. I want to make episode right. 7, 8, and 9, and I want to pull from the expanded universe that's already there. So I'm not really straying too far from what he's already approved. Because he approves every single storyline so that gets done I was in the just expanded ask, universe. So the expanded universe is 100% canon? Yes. Okay. The expanded universe, even though it's not film canon, because he actually changed some things from expanded universe to the, the films. Because the films are like the highest... Order because they were originally films. Whatever happens in the films is unquestionable. Right. Well, I mean that's that's true. Canon. Yeah. And then everything else is everything else is still approved by Lucas, but it holds a kind of a second tier to what happens in the films. So if you were to use what's already there, and there's some brilliant writers who have done great work on these storylines, and even you have them write the scripts, have them adapt some of the works together. You said David Coop do it. I mean, he writes everything that's. That Spielberg does now, apparently. Yeah, well, he's and he wrote Jurassic Park. You know, he's written some good material, um, and he's good at adapting. You're right. He's, he's yeah. he did the Spider-Man script that Sam Raimi shot. He didn't do the third one, did he? No, he did not do the third one. Oh, good, that was the problem. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He but he also didn't do Spider-Man two either. That's um, unfortunate because that was a great movie. Yeah, it was. Um, Spider-Man two was actually written by the guys who did Smallville, Alfred uh, Golf and Miles Miller. You know who needed to write Star Wars? I just got it. Bob Kurtman and Alex Arici. And what do they do? They Oh, dude. They are like J.J. Abrams' like pet writers. Oh. They did Star Wars. They did Star Wars 2. They're writing Star Wars right. 2. They did Fringe. A couple of episodes Wait, Star Wars Fringe. or Star Trek? Star Trek. Oh, Star fuck. Trek. Sorry. I was like, uh, what? No, they did Star I'm Trek confused. 1. <laughs> you almost just started a war. I'm very <laughs> Wait, sorry. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let, let me retract. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty they sure. Did, they did Star Trek 1. They did Star Trek 2. They've done... They actually helped write uh, Cowboys and Aliens. Along. I, okay, I love that. This movie. is like the Geneva Convention of Nerds. You do not mix Star I'm Wars and sorry. Star Trek. <laughs> we got Which Brian, means- we got Sarah, we got David. One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> that uh, was three. That was three. <laughs> well, then, then maybe. Well, then maybe they couldn't possibly write Star Wars then if they're writing Star Trek. Well, you know, Whoa. I think, I think, I think this like battle between like what's better, Star Trek or Star Wars, like especially after watching the the most recent Star Trek movie that came mm-hmm. out, like it. And there was an article that um, someone on Any Cool News did, and I don't remember exactly. I think it was Harry Knowles, but you could check it out. 
um, where he compared this Star Trek with uh, Chris Pine and uh, you know directed by Abrams to Star Wars, and that a, that a lot of the plot elements coincided with Star Wars, and that Abrams was actually able to make a Star Wars and Star Trek movie kind of coexist in a very very um, unidentifiable fashion. Well, it's like, funny really too look for it because um, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that too because with the older Star Trek movies that were done with the you know with Shatner and with Patrick Stewart's casts, they were done with a different effects house, but THX did, did the um, sound. You know, I sorry, ILM sorry did the effects oh, really? for Star Trek, and that's nice. kind of and and the, to make this a little nod. Um, apparently, if you look in Star Trek, there's an Easter egg there where actually R2D2 is visible. What? Yeah. But in which? Shut up. In Star Trek. Yeah. You could probably find the, it the JJ Abrams. Yes. <gasps> yes. There's apparently a tiny little Easter egg where I'm it's, going it's to find very it. very subtle you in the background. You probably YouTube it and find I, it. Yeah. There's a. Well, there's I just a need a reason to watch the movie over again anyway. So, and it's really purely meant no. just for that, just a little <laughs> nod to because the ILM people were the ones who did start right. it's just a little nod saying ah because I think I think this audience. whole like fight over like what's better is like it's really like that's silly it's like what's better vanilla or chocolate it's like everyone's gonna have their reasons for doing for choosing one or the sure. other sure but the, ma- the fact of the matter is, is that both exist within this world and they can coexist together you can have a world where Star Trek fans love Star Wars you can have a, fa- a world where Star Wars fans love Star Trek I mean both are they are yes they're sci-fi movies but they are complete separate entities where you can love them equally and still be, you know, giving the same amount of love to both of that, like offending the other. Nerds on film is the Switzerland of sci-fi. I'm putting that out there right now. Switzerland of sci-fi. <laughs> That's actually the name of this episode. Are, Switzerland of sci-fi. We, we are we, we are neutral. <laughs> we are neutral. But we have guns. Sure, we have like... plenty of guns everywhere hidden. <laughs> <laughs> we we are ready to throw down if necessary. But we are neutral. We are neutral. <laughs> and I mean, and I would love. I mean, I would love to kind of take this time to say, you know, if you really, if you're listening and you feel like I've offended uh, some some form of you. Uh, please let us know because I think that that would be a great like discussion topic. But I, I really do stand on the fact that you can like both, and the world will not come to an end. Like, I agree. No, I know plenty of people who like both, and I don't. I, don't, I think it's only I a thing if you're like straight up hard. I think if you core. want to see an awesome movie, I would love to see. <laughs> if you want to see like the ultimate, like you have like the Expendables, where it's like, wouldn't it be great if Stallone and Schwarzenegger? What oh if you did God, like a no, Star Wars no, and Star no, Trek movie? Whoa, I could already whoa. see it. I could already see it because it could be. It could be what ended up happening is that like the Enterprise goes to like warp ten, like the unseeable warp, and they end up going into a galaxy. It's totally far, uncharted. Far away. But but don't and, you guys kind of realize though? Like, isn't it in Star Trek the Federation is kind of the Empire? Not like necessary. it is. Now we're getting into entirely See, I'm, different I'm just, topic. <laughs> I, this is why I didn't really want to go here, but I'm just saying because like, I was going for the fun. There's because you're looking, you're looking at the organized superpower that's going out across the universe versus some scrappy rebels. We, we need to get Eric. Eric, oh, my, my co-host for Nerds on History, because he is a hardcore Star Trek fan. He likes Star Wars, too, but he I will talk you. about probably like the, how they're totally different because of the Prime Directive and sure, all sure, these. Sure, I want you, know. you I want you two to argue it out. I think Him and I, I, I really, he should I, be our guest for our next episode. I really, I really was just mentioning just to say, like, it would be a fun movie to see, like, Star Wars elements and Star Trek elements in one film. It's almost like in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, you saw Warner Brothers and you saw Disney characters. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's cool. like, I mean, it's not like I'm saying to say, to like have like this philosophical discussion about whether or not the Empire and the Federation are the same thing. And 
then you can get into like some weird funky ass. I'm movie sorry, I didn't, sudden, I didn't mean to take it there. I guess no, no. <laughs> if you were to take it there, it'd be like you're watching it, and uh, all of a sudden, like at the Federation, you see like some yellow shirt named like Palpatine, like walking around. <laughs> so, hey, uh, hey, Phil Palpatine. He's like, yeah, what's going on, guys? Phil <laughs> Palpatine. <laughs> I don't think he has a last name. I think he's I'm pretty sure his first name was Senator. Actually, uh, Phil Palpatine and Bob Christ, they both work in the engine room. Um, they are not red shirts because they have to live. Oh, okay. <laughs> so now you came into this thinking that 7, 8, and 9 should not be made. Has your opinion changed now because of that? I think based upon the the extended universe that you gave me, I think I would I think it would be an interesting story. I think that they would have to really refine it. Here's the thing: if they do it, they're going to have a lot of people who hate it. I think if anything, Star and, and this goes for Star, I'm going to say for both Star Trek and Star Wars, their fans are the most relentless as far as being super protective over over their canon. So if you're going to do three movies, like even if you wanted to do nine or, you know, what was it, seven through 12, even if they did that, that in itself would, I feel like, would not be enough enough time to really, I mean, because this universe is huge. So yeah, like we don't, we don't 12, want like the land before time of sci-fi movies. I know, right? Like they would have to really focus on the Luke, Leia, and Han, you know, story. But here's the thing: is that that would probably only be the Luke Han and story, uh, Leia story of you know probably episode seven, and episodes eight and nine would have to deal with the ramifications or whatever episode yeah, seven. Yeah, and was. there's like so much. Again, there's so much more yeah. that I haven't even talked about. I talked about Jason turning dark and eventually dying, and Anakin dying. Mara Jade dies at one point as well. Um, Luke is cast out of Jedi Order. Um, for political reasons because uh, that was the most recent there was a storyline called The Fate of the Jedi which was someone was basically framing the Jedi for a bunch of Jedi going insane and it was really some other nefarious bad guy tons of really cool stuff so um, ooh so then okay so if there's all this stuff happening then in the expanded universe then could something potentially happen to it like the X-Men movies where there's just so much happening that it's going to be hard to reduce it down Right, a I'm gonna have to go story. with that because I think if they did that, they're gonna we're gonna get an X Men Three situation. Yeah, and you can't. <laughs> so the answer is don't try. You take it one trilogy at a time. Not unless you want to make each movie like yeah. three hours. Well, mm-hmm. here's the thing: the thing that's been shown with because there's also expanded universes that talk about pre prequels, like two thousand years. They go that far back to like the first Jedi. Like, or to the early days when the Jedi were... Is were it Phil Jedi? I'm sorry. <laughs> David, you're cut off. <laughs> but the one thing that the expanded universe has shown is that the galaxy runs in cycles. That the, that the force, the balance to the force that they've been talking about is never absolute. Right. It ebbs and flows. The Jedi have power, and then the Sith take over again. And then the Jedi have power again, and the Sith take over again. Huh. Jedi have power, and the Sith take over again. And I think maybe that's... That could almost be like the journey that they realize that they, they should they need to stop trying to restore balance and realize that the force is just going to take care of it themselves. That that would be a pretty profound. That would be an awesome like if they did that movie where they ha- where you see Lucas, you can contact us at Brian at Neuronomy dot com or David at Neuronomy dot com <laughs> or Sarah at Neuronomy um, I would love to see that. Actually, that would be the movie that I would want to see. I would want to see. You're like seven, eight, nine, Luke, Han, and Leia trying to restore restore balance to the Force, and at this point, I mean, if they were to do it now, right, easily they're all in their sixties. 
Yeah. So, which is fantastic, because at this point, you can go many, many years into the future. You would have to establish it basically with the adult children already being adults. And, <clears throat> right. And then Luke know. and all of them trying to restore balance. And then the second movie, and, and then basically the, the the ninth movie would have to be almost like a Terminator Three situation, where when they find out that it's just going to be a repetitive cycle, there's nothing they can do about it. Like it's going to be a, a continuing battle for the rest of their lives because that's just the way it is. Which is like totally cool with me because like I love movies that are just sort of like that. And be, like that's why I loved Terminator Three was that it was just like it was inevitable. Like this life, this journey, this path is inevitable, which is a great And you're dealing with deep philosophical stuff. You're talking about determinism at that point versus indeterminism. You had your hand. So I did. Um, So, but would Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher? I think Hamill and and Fisher. Ford would be the hardest sell. Actually, I think Fisher would probably be the hardest one to get. I think she's she got has, a very successful career as a writer and a comedian right now. She has, but she also is so cynical when it comes to her time as Leia. Mm. Because of all the body image issues that she had with the show, with the movies. Right. But she's not but this this is a different Leia though. She wouldn't be a sex symbol anymore. No, but I think that she has a lot of resentment based upon the articles that I've read. And again, if anybody's listening, please correct me. But from what I have understood was that she was very uh she has a lot of hostility. Not hostility, but negative feelings towards Lucas and what like what it did to her because like it really threw her into a, like a, a really huge depression of you know having to deal with that kind of and, and I think that maybe maybe it wasn't so much Lucas maybe it was just the actual studio you know, Hollywood studio saying yeah. like hey um Leia's supposed to be sexy so can you make her sexy and to be quite honest Leia was sexy man like it, she, no, to be honest like you could have Put her in a metal bikini or not, she still was sexy. She was, yeah, yeah. So Even would you a, say that she was sexy when she was in that virginal white robe in the first movie? Yeah, yeah, because it was her personality that was sexy. It was the fact that she was she a was princess, a, but she was not a damsel in distress. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what, that's what was sexy about yeah, her. You know, there's and, a line and with the she, she even took that sexiness. <laughs> They're awful short for a stormtrooper. Right. Exactly. She took that sexiness to a second level too when she got in because, mm-hmm. like, in, in Empire, she had so much more room to play. Don't get me wrong, Princess Leia in, in the gold bikini, I think, is every like you know nerd's wet dream. That's not the definitiveness of her sexiness. Sure, sure, sure. No. And for me... I respect you guys just a little bit more now. Wow, that makes me feel like at no point were we respected at all. <laughs> um, I'm not saying that. I really think that those characters need to be completed. I feel like with episodes one through six, mm-hmm. yeah, you got some sense of completeness in that that story was done. And there's a lot of people who would argue that, well, the balance was restored when the Empire fell. There's no need to say anything more. Yeah. And you could. You could yeah. just, you could just walk away. That's arguable. You can leave it where you, it is. You could just walk away. And that's, We've all been comfortable with that for the past you know, yeah. couple decades. That being said, now that you guys have known that somebody out there is like, well, what if we went further and did it in novel form or in comic book form? I feel like I could comfortably live without it and still be very, very satisfied with what's been presented already. Don't shake your head at me. You take that diploma back. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But I, I definitely feel like if, if it was somehow presented in film and if it wasn't necessarily entirely in the hands of Lucas. Yeah. This is a question I asked for both of you. Had there been no updates? Had it just been one, two, like had it just been, you know, four, five, and six? And maybe the prequels, you know, let's say the prequels, he did, right? But let's say he hadn't tampered with four, five, and six. Let's say he he wasn't tampering with 
one through six to make these 3D editions? What if he had just made four, five, and six and said, you know what? Now I have the technology. I'm going to go ahead and make one, two, and three because I feel like I want to make that story. Do you, know, you think that this story, that we would be talking about this? Or, or do you think we'd be talking about it more? Or do you think that the reason why this isn't talked about more is because everyone's just so... Everyone's just so jaded. I think everyone. I think everyone's really, really jaded. I think that if he hadn't tampered with the originals, I think if the prequels were better, and I think if they weren't all being re-released in 3D, mm-hmm. then this would be a. Yeah. Uh, this would be a very. Which is why I'm so in favor of having someone take over because yeah. they need fresh blood. Someone who truly comes from a place where they respect the characters and they respect the the universe that they're they're dealing with, where they would give them. Pun intended here, A New Hope. Hi-o! He said on title. Um, <laughs> what if they got, like, three of, like, the best dark writers to, like, like and I meant dark writers, I mean, like, David Fincher, <laughs> to, like, write one of the one, write one of the movies. Episode seven is oh. them pursuing a, a, oh a set ca- serial oh killer. Oh, my God. Okay, okay, here you go. All right. You guys can choose the third one. One of them is written by David Fincher. One of them is written by Quentin Tarantino. Oh my god! And then one of them is written by Brian Singer because we throw a little bit of speckle of, of hope. Well, in. Singer doesn't write though. Singer uses. Um, but he writes Michael Doherty and Harris. I think is his last name. Okay, fine. Yes, yeah. but he Forget has a team. Singer. The point is, he has a team. Just like all right, fine. Okay, does. but anyways, think about it. Like if we got like our times like darkest screenplay writers. I wouldn't want it to go dark. Um, I it has to, dude. The plot you just gave us. That's that... that's dark. If you give us well, this I mean, plot, and they, where, like, they, they took fought. the they took episode three pretty to a pretty. Dark that's place. the only one of the saga that's PG thirteen as opposed to being PG. But and Can you but, imagine if it was rated R. Oh god! Oh, but arguably, I'm, I don't know if I'd go that far. I would say keep it PG thirteen. I mean, so okay, we take, okay. We have to take Fincher and Quentin Tarantino out of that mix then. <laughs> yeah, the the adults in me would love to see some radar, but the thing is, is that these are family blockbuster movies. Yeah. I think half the reason why we liked it so much was because of that. So Clearly, there's a lot of opinions here. Clearly, this is a topic that we could go on and on and on about. So final final opinions. Brian? <laughs> I think my opinion doesn't need to even need to be stated. You know where I stand on this. Sarah? Uh, I, I, I think I already said it, too, that I would like – I would see them, but if, if they weren't necessarily in the hands of just George Lucas. Um, I'm going to go on the fence. I would probably be okay with it if it got, if it wasn't in the hand of George Lucas, but really I think that we can end it where it's, like I said, I could comfortably live without it. To our listeners out there, um, in the Twitter verse and on the Facebook verse, respond back to us. Give us a talk back. We want to know what you think about seven, eight, and nine. You can find us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at Nernonomy and you can email us, Mm -hmm. uh, Brian with a Y. At nerdonomy.com, David at nerdonomy.com, and Sarah with an H. <laughs> and at, also, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, I am at, at I am at David C. McGuire. Brian, I'm at Brian Moriarty. Yeah. I don't believe in Twitter. Okay then. <laughs> wow. Way to end it on just such a stale, like awkward and silence. I'm sorry, almost I just like, had to do with that. Almost like how Empire ended. <laughs> on that note, gentlemen, shall we? We shall. Okay, thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you at the Snack Shack getting fat. Good night, guys. Good night.